2: Look how gay my key changes. is. It's so utilitarian. I could climb a mountain with it. Yeah. I left my keys in a cab, and so I got. I started over. And I have literally... You have is, only two keys. I have two keys in my life. Wow. This is my building and my apartment. And then this carabiner thing. No, I look like a maintenance man. My keys. Yeah. I know. I was going to say, Sarah, <laughs> those,
1: are, those are the keys of a straight woman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah, their kidding? husbands <laughs> keep the keys. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm diking out, you're diking out Let's dike out together See what it's all about
1: Welcome to Diking Out, a podcast where two lesbians living in New York City set out to prove that if you can dike out here, you can dike out anywhere. <laughs> I'm Carolyn Bergier. I'm Sarah York. And today we are diking out with Faven about New York City. Uh, Faven is an actor, comedian, and very frugal home chef. You've seen her on Comedy Central and in a lot of commercials. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So glad you're here. (laughs) I saw Faven doing stand-up comedy, and I was like, we need to have her. She's so funny. So funny and cool. And a couple of announcements before we get into things. Our next show at Stonewall is April 29th. This is our stand up comedy show. Uh, we have a great lineup going. Uh, still, some people to be announced, but as of now, uh, we have Sir Baby Girl performing as our musical yes. guest, which I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, we're recording this episode a little bit early before we release it. So, uh, right now, she is at uh, South by Southwest performing. Oh, cool. um, we also have Sydney Washington on the lineup, uh, a diking out favorite. Liz Glazer, who did oh, uh, life-changing yeah. decision. She'll be in town from uh, L.A., so we're excited to have her. And then on June 23rd, we have a live recording of Dyking Out at Caveat, and um, I'm not sure what's going to have happened between mm-hmm. uh, us recording this and when this episode comes out, but where we stand right now is that Rosie O'Donnell has said she will be the guest.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah. That
2: was uh, the sound you all just heard is Carolyn's dream coming true. I started for, sweating so yeah. much.
1: <laughs> you know, again, like you've all been on this journey with us. Yeah, uh, I have been plotting this for about like, two years. I was, was going to say my whole over life. a decade yeah. in a way. But yeah. Maybe my whole life, but also like two years where I got mm-hmm. serious about it and decided, you know, let's start a, a podcast um, to trap Rosie O'Donnell. And... <laughs> That's been the whole point of this whole thing. I know. So this is like the third, this is officially the third time she said she would dyke out with us, but this time has been like publicly Yeah. and the most enthusiastic. She also threw up hashtag diking out podcast. She did
2: a hashtag, which she never does. So yeah. I'm excited. Yeah.
1: The only piece of the puzzle that's missing is I don't know who her assistant is or their email to get in touch, but I think I can get it. Um, but if you're listening and if you are on Twitter, go find that tweet and just keep tweeting back. Is this really happening? This is so exciting. Yeah. Rosie. Smash the like button. out's great. Yeah. Smash the <laughs> like. You know, just keep replying. Keep it top of mind for her Help so she out. can remind her yeah. assistant. You need to follow Stay up with these ladies. in her for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. And don't ask her for a Peloton bike. Uh, yeah, that was a weird one. That was a weird follow up to yeah. <laughs> her reply. Um, and then I guess in that same vein, uh, I also I saw Fleabag this week, which mm-hmm. is Phoebe Waller-Bridge's uh, solo show that spawned her series on um, the BBC, but you can also watch it on Amazon Prime. And it's a great series, and uh, I met her afterwards, and she's also the creator of Killing Eve. So I asked her if she would come and dike out with us um, to talk about the queerness in her shows, both fleabag a little bit and mm-hmm. then but especially like obviously killing you right. it was so queer. And she said yes. She was very like enthusiastic and excited, but she's also very busy. She mm-hmm. said she would email me, hasn't emailed yet. If anybody happens to know <laughs> Phoebe's people, help us out. Yeah. You know? We'll figure it out. Yeah. I can't show up there again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll go next time. It can't seem like I'm stalking her. Yeah. You go to Fleabag, Sarah. Sure. And then hang out afterwards. You got it. Yeah. All right. This is happening. Coordinated effort. (laughs) I know. She's lovely and she's hilarious and wonderful. And uh, I would love to talk more about Killing Eve and what made her decide to have it be this like queer woman obsessed with a woman. But then not letting us see a murderer and Sandra Oh have sex. Come on. Did I spoil it for you? No,
2: no. I know that that's the gist. That they don't have sex, Because that's the though. selling point. I know they don't have sex. I but know, like, but I'll there's still... a point where
1: you're like, oh my God, wait, is this happening? And then it does not happen at all. That was my 20s, okay. so
4: that's mine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I already it's know the story. It's very relatable. Yeah,
1: I guess it is the queerest of yeah, stories. Yeah, it is. That's, that's what it is. Exactly. Being obsessed with See? a woman and then not <laughs> fucking her. Well... <laughs> That's great. Um, other other shows that I tried watching. I tried watching The Umbrella Academy last night. Oh
2: yeah, it's I don't
1: bad. No wonder Ellen Page was talking about like uh, climate change and yeah. all those things when she was supposed to be promoting Umbrella Academy.
3: I watched a few episodes, and I think it's visually stunning.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's is cool. it like a <laughs> that's that's so nice of you, that's how we know that Favin's a pro and we're not yeah we're just shitting on the people who could hire us in the yeah. future <laughs> no, I was like, this was shot very well, yeah. yeah, the production value is amazing. I'm like, I hate everybody here who's not Ellen Page, yeah, <laughs> why isn't this just a show of Ellen Page playing Phantom of the Opera on the violin? Yeah, I would come back for that.
2: I actually don't even I don't know what what it's about what it.
1: It's is a- it
2: like a, but like what genre is it? Is it like young adult or is it?
1: No, it's like science fiction. Okay. Uh, like yeah, sci- okay. sci-fi. We have powers. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah superhero okay. meets sci-fi I see. Um, meets annoying men. Oh, well, great. So whatever genre that is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I just, I, I couldn't get into yeah. it. And then, so instead I stopped watching and I watched uh, Shrill. Oh, I need to see that. I started binging that yesterday. Yeah, yes. It's good. Yes. It's good. good. There are the incredible. Yeah, there are some lines in it that are made me cackle. So, yeah. yeah.
2: I uh did a weird thing. I watched an entire season of the a new show by a problematic man, Ricky Gervais. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Uh, it's called Afterlife. And yeah. I I don't know why I was like I was I think I was like I was really hungover and I was like I just need something to Watch and I happened across this, and it was like actually really, really incredible. It was one of those like you're laughing one minute and you're like bawling the next throughout the entire thing. And I yeah. watched the entire first season, and it was it was actually really good. Um, you know, my I, time could have been spent watching something way better, I'm sure.
1: But was there anything queer about it? No, not no, at all. You need to get exactly. that, I know your L exactly. word <laughs> thread ended, I know, yeah, yeah, a month ago. So, yeah. speaking of, so I had, have you been cast? No, oh. I wish. Not I yet. Every lesbian they wishes. Sh- they yeah. should like cast Everyone you. was
3: like commenting on the posts and like everything. They're like, so when's the casting? Who's all yeah. The um, I had on Gronesh you know, the, the black yeah, yeah, spinoff. Yeah. yeah. I was like doing the dishes and I turn around. And I was like, Shane?
1: Listen, oh.
3: Guess who was cast as one of the professors? <gasps> And has a lesbian. Oh, you really? This is this show is not for us at all. It's for way younger people. Yeah, and I'm like (laughs) the people who are watching this don't even know who that is. Right, Kate. Yeah, literally. I need to compare with the students. I'm so (gasps) happy
2: that she. That she's that she's working. That's great. Yeah. Oh, she has an affair with the student in the show. Listen.
1: Well, what? Well, she was in that uh, Lieb Schreiber. What's that? Oh, the Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan. Yeah. Oh yeah. My mom's yeah. real into Ray Donovan. <laughs> so, but but my mom was also into the L word. So she's like, Shane's oh. in it. You should give it a try. The same nice. haircut, everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. think that she's looking very probably her one.
2: <laughs> Is she wearing? <laughs> is she wearing like just a leather vest with no shirt under it? Uh, I think full. there was a
3: button up with uh, the top buttons on. Oh yeah, yes. here we go. Yeah, pulled up a picture. Oh nice. Of this.
2: Oh yeah, she looks good. I yeah. I had. She's even doing the sh- the Shane like sit. Like Yes, she's sitting like Shane. Yes, sits. and
3: it's like that energy. Everyone's fantasy come true. Like, yeah, she, she had like she has like a one on one with this like bi girl, and then they just like wait. Build a bond. What is she
1: teaching? What level? At, like gender studies or something? Okay, it's oh, college. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah,
3: yeah. Something like that. Oh, I love that. But I was like, Oh, now I have to keep watching Grunnet. Yeah. Yeah. Like good job.
1: They knew
2: what they were doing. They, they roped us in. There's one lesbian in the writer's room like, who's like, I know what to I'm watch gonna watch do.
1: This month, <laughs> now I'm gonna keep watching it. <laughs> well, that's, that's like great. me and Pretty Little Liars the entire time. I'm like, too old for this, but you keep throwing lesbians yeah. at me. I know. Lesbians and lesbian is murderers. That, is that coming that's, back?
2: I feel like I'm seeing a bunch of spinoff is oh, being advertised okay. right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never did watch that,
3: shockingly.
1: Uh i can't say it's worth it but maybe it is i don't know
3: it's good they like faked you out with the ending like five thousand times about who he yeah, is it, yeah
1: it gets it gets a little bit absurd okay. like <laughs> yeah at the point where the ezra reveal and then it's like it's not really ezra was ridiculous okay because like if like they finally explained why this like creepy teacher is like sleeping with his high school students and like stalking them and hanging out with them all the time. And and everybody's like swooning over him. I'm like, why, why? But then they're like, oh, he's just like a psycho who's obsessed with one of them and then okay. started like dating the other. I'm like, well, this all makes sense. And then they're like, no, he's just doing research for a book, and that's why he has surveillance on teenage girl. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, is book this? research. Yeah, and then it's back to like, oh, it's okay to love Ezra again. I'm like, no, it was never okay to love this guy. No. This guy, ooh. Yeah, weird. What's that word that's like not pedophile, but it's like men that are into teenagers? Um, well- But it's still... Whatever
2: Tucker Carlson is. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think uh, Fox News contributor. I think that's the word you're looking for. Has he been canceled yet? No. He's never going to be. Yeah. (laughs) I know. The internet is such a
1: cesspool right now. It's a mess.
2: Did you see the... I, I will give you one little thing from Twitter this morning. Did you see the Australian kid that smashed the egg on the politician? No. That shitty politician from Australia who... I don't know. He's like a... I don't think they're called senators, but I think that's like what he is. And he made some terrible comments about uh, the New Zealand shooting. And this teenage boy came up to him while he was giving like a really shitty press conference and just smashed an egg on his head. Wow. (laughs) It was amazing. He did get like tackled by a bunch of weirdos in the crowd, but he's apparently free and not in trouble.
1: Oh. So yeah. Yeah. That's great. Are we allowed to do that? I know that's a different country, can but can we throw, throw eggs, at eggs
2: at politicians? I don't know. Assault, I think it's. No? I think it's an interesting new <laughs> sounds like on, on resisting. Yeah. yeah, it. I mean, I think it would be considered that, but I they let him go. So yeah.
1: Um.
2: That was the one little bright star this morning. I was like, "That kid rocks."
1: Yeah, I did see that you threw a little bit of shade at past guest uh, Amy Siskin. Well deserved. I know she's. Dude, problematic. I can't
2: with her white lady, her white feminism, and she's I, problematic. I really cannot. Yeah, I know.
1: And we didn't we didn't do the research to realize how no. problematic she was before we had her on the podcast. Oh no, what happened?
3: Like I, she just she has, she
1: has a history of just being very like white feminist and, yeah. and not. She she misses the mark a lot
2: on Twitter, yeah. and she's a huge she, following. And she yeah. she she did one of those tweets like, "Oh, the you know basically talking about how the United States was
1: a short time ago was like a the, short time the ago moral, we were the moral
2: leader of the world," and I was like. No, we weren't. We've never been. Like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, that that we've been some, like... That we've been beacon some beacon of... of, like,
2: human rights and fairness and everything until extremely recently. Like, no, oh, that's wow. literally yeah. never been what yeah. we are. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I just, that that struck me as a particularly Siskin-like comment. Yeah. And I just couldn't.
1: It's, yeah. it's all right. I hope she gets better. Ah, <laughs> uh, she won't. No. Okay. <laughs> trying to be optimistic yeah but no you're <laughs> right you're right uh new york city
3: yeah we love it we're
1: here we're, <laughs> we're here we're doing it we're here I think we're, we're in, in it right all now lived in new york for about the same time so in june it's going to be seven years for me i'll be six years in may may is my seventh <gasps> okay wow, wow. you've all right. been here longest. do you know the actual
2: mine's may 8th that's may my day.
1: 12 nice Karina's not officially here. College doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> when you move here after college, Karina, you, you have to start fresh with your counting. Yeah. She's just created. Exactly where the clock starts. I know how to keep an intern down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, Karina. I don't like her sad face. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it.
3: Where are you from originally? Born and raised Connecticut. Okay. Yeah. So New York City's better. Yeah. What they say about <laughs> Connecticut is true. Yeah. <laughs> I go back to visit my parents though and I'm just like, I don't leave their house anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, same. Yeah. I I used to, I used to like hit up a lot of like friends, mm-hmm. friends in air quotes. Um like, oh, let's go out in New Haven, grab a drink. I just yeah. I stopped. I, I I whittled it down to one girl who's mm-hmm. really cool. Um but even then, I sometimes Same. don't even.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like uh, let's just have you know, I'll bring wine over to your house, kind of thing. Like, I don't even like to go out in air quotes to meet anyone when I go home because yeah. going out leaving the house, then you're just you're running the risk of running into people from high school. Absolutely, and it's just not going to happen. I
1: don't even mind running into people from high school. Oof. It's just I I don't see my family that much anymore. So when I when I do go home, mm-hmm. I just want to. Well, and then also. New York City being just so overwhelming, go, go, go. It's nice sometimes to be in the suburbs and not do anything. Oh, anymore. absolutely. Yeah.
3: Like an actual house where you can like oh, twirl yeah. around. And With real cable. There's With real cable. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> you, can go, you can be in one room and go, I'm just going to walk into another room right now. And absolutely. you do it. And there's a ki- You know, there's a kitchen that you can. You like, can get in, water in out of the kitchen, fridge. I can, yeah, like, I can move my arms in the kitchen and I'm not knocking anything over. It's
3: incredible. Yeah. It's the little things. It's nice. Yeah. There's a dishwasher. It's great. To like not be sure if someone's home or not because they could be on an upstairs. Yeah. You know, it's like, what? There's an upstairs? (laughs) (laughs) What is this?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So you grew up in Connecticut. I grew up in Connecticut. Did you come to New York a lot growing up? Uh, I think I, I went
3: to a few Broadway shows. Okay. I was like a nerd for like all Disney movies, the classics. Um, when I was like 12, I, I did children's theaters. So we'd always do the stage version of some Disney Aww. classics and ah. like, we did Pocahontas and we did, yeah, we just Little Mermaid. Um, so I remember Beauty and the Beast was a Broadway yeah. thing I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't bad. Metro North, just you just hop yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Do whatever.
1: It's not that bad. I mean, I've I've worked with people who still live in Connecticut and on some days their commutes are shorter than mine. Oh, Depending yeah. I'm just like, like how Stanford, bad the Stanford, a lot of Stanford is. people. Stanford, the yeah. The thing is, it's yeah. just
3: my parents all the time are just like, you can just live at home for free. Yeah. Um, if that would help you. And in my head, I'm like, mm. <laughs> I actually thought about it. I did the math. Yeah. yeah it actually is not helpful because the train is so expensive. It is. It's, it's more. It's like,
2: what, 13 bucks each way or something on the. Uh,
3: I, yes. Think. Yes. I, 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 I think, I it's think like that's 20, what I pay when I go twenty six like, round trip. No, my, yeah. my round trip I get off at Milford. It's thirty one fifty. Oh, but yeah. to get a monthly pass, it's like three four hundred. Yeah, and then yeah. you come to the city and you have to like get the MTA card. And long yeah. story short, just get an affordable apartment. Then you don't have to like do the. Commute. Well, not to
2: mention like the time that you're
1: like if you factor time in is money. Time is money. Is money. Is
3: I've it, had same day auditions yeah. and things. It's yeah, like, yeah, oh, especially
1: if you're auditioning, you need to be ready. There's no yeah. It's it's not possible. You just can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was like, did you always know that you wanted to move to New York growing up in Connecticut? Or were you like, I want, get me far away from here? I
3: was so in this machine of like, go to college, get a corporate job, like lay down roots, mm-hmm. get a car and, and and white picket fence and everything. Um, so I went to UConn, just very, very Connecticut. Yeah. Um, then I got an offer before I graduated for a job at a tech company in Massachusetts. So my one year after college was in Massachusetts. I got a cute little studio, went day in, day out, nine to five in mm-hmm. marketing and tech. I hated it. Um, literally six months in, I was applying to other jobs. It's just like, okay, what can I do? I I always wanted to do like more creative stuff, Mm -hmm. but I grew up so Connecticut that that's not okay. Even my parents were like, we're not going to co-sign any loans if you don't major in something appropriate. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. Um, Parents love a business degree. I know. It's like they they just love that. Yeah. They They love a practical... You know, and it doesn't help that I'm the youngest of three, and my brother's an ER doctor. My oh, wow. sister's yeah. a science teacher. No pressure. And Then I'm like, so I want to go fa-la-la out here. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like no. My dad, African immigrant. I was engineer. gonna say your dad's yeah. an immigrant. Yeah, so it's just not allowed. Yeah, right, you right. can't. There's yeah. no way. Not
2: I, a lot of room for creativity there. Huh? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I have a a good number of friends who's at least, like either one or both parents are immigrants Mm -hmm. and they wanted to do something outside. Like I have a friend who wanted to be a fashion designer and her parents really raised her to be a doctor. Like really, we're trying to... And then it's like such a battle for them to finally resign and be like, fine, obviously, I guess this is what you're most talented in. Yeah, yeah. You kind of have to prove that you... Are not cut out for anything else for right. them to be like okay oh yeah yeah
3: I don't think my dad would accept what I'm doing unless I'm like Ellen status like, yeah like it's just everything else is like he's unimpressed like right like, way to keep you humble it's like so true like yeah you're like, I'm on Comedy Central true. tonight no I'm yeah not. yeah it, yeah so <laughs> I ended up in New York because I got into the NBC Page program oh yes. right. yeah so I was a real Kenneth the Page like yeah. Oh, I can see great. the similarities. It, uh, it was, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had the suit and everything. I yeah. love the suit. Yeah, it was, was great. Yeah, it was. Did lit. you get to
2: keep that? Do you still have it? No. Oh you man, have to give it
3: back. But you keep all the little pins.
1: Oh great. Oh, yeah. you get to keep the flare. <laughs> that's yeah. nice. That was one of my dreams. I remember uh, I was like in the media and entertainment club at my college, and we did a trip to New York City, and went around to like different big studios and stuff and talk to people there. And we talked to someone who was in the PAGE program. But then they were talking about how they could, like, barely make rent and how they had to, like, jump the turnstile. Oh, yeah. You know, and... Oh, my goodness. It was $12 an hour.
3: Whoa. 12 I In New York. I only lucked out because I did one year of corporate. Mm-hmm. Even though I paid off, like, the student loans, I was, like, paying aggressively. So I didn't really have much to show for that one year of corporate. Yeah. Um, but I was so fortunate. I didn't even know what SAG was. I didn't know anything about acting. But there was an open call for a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. And I was living in Massachusetts. I just showed up and I booked it. And it was a national commercial. Oh, my God. So I got residuals that supplemented my $12 an hour income. And then you get into the PAGE program and you overhear these privileged kids yeah, right. who you're they're like my parents said that my budget is 1600 so that's like what I'm looking for or whatever and i was like what i went on craigslist and found huh? like a shared studio loft yeah. for 750 yeah. and then i have like a dollar left over yeah. Yeah. and like, that's crazy especially oh with God. the parents not supporting me leaving a right. quote unquote real job sure. to like come here and do what i'm doing so i was just literally had to figure it out yeah
2: so yeah. that brought you to New York initially. Did was it did you think maybe you would just be here temporarily and then go back or were you like, No, I'm staying? Like
3: that's so the program is one year. Okay. It's like a feeder pool into the industry. Um, they kind of use you as, as like new hires. So my friends now who are in my class of page, they're all mostly in the industry behind the scenes, like Bravo, somewhere in Viacom, Comedy Central, know oh, like really, writers
2: and things like that, or um,
3: writers, managers, yeah. yeah. Um, when I did my my sketch with Comedy Central a couple months ago, I heard Faven and I was like, "What, Chloe? What are you doing here?" Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, one of my like, page, yeah. like, so that's so cool. So it really is helpful, um, but I realize it's not for people who want to be on camera talent. It's for mm. everything else, yeah, like, okay. I know how like I operated the teleprompter for MSNBC. I know mm. how to like run scripts, and I know did yeah. you see
1: Rachel Maddow? I did. Is that what made you realize you were see. queer? <laughs>
3: <laughs> i I mean, I think everyone gets tingles for her. Oh yeah, know? Like my friend Kristen worked on that show, like she ended up there after the page program. I was so jealous. Yeah. I would like, yeah. visit her at her desk. <laughs> oh my God. yeah, no, it was it was it was very lit, thing. yeah. Um, right on, yeah.
1: And then you so just cool. you just you just branch out from there. It's a year. What program. an iconic way to move to New York because that's like yeah. an iconic program. What what is it like? Jay Leno or got his start there. Or who who do they just say? Regis Philbin. Oh, we just, yeah. They had
3: to, they made us memorize a list of famous pages. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, really yeah. remember. It's, them it's now, a big thing. <laughs> well, Aubrey, <laughs> Plaza. She was oh, Aubrey Plaza. I that's right. Yeah, yeah. I knew,
2: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that is a cool way to come to New York. Uh, yeah, I got on a one way plane, a Southwest. Plane with two bags because you can take two for free, and <laughs> fill them with summer clothes, and that's it.
3: Well, yeah, and I just and just I had gotta, like
2: two hundred dollars, and I was like, "Well, gonna figure it out." And this that's is so about funny. It. Every, Every time, time people
3: tell their New York story, it's always two hundred dollars. Oh yeah, this is like the fifth time I've heard. That's all the money you need amount. to move here <laughs> like at yeah.
2: twenty seven. <laughs> That's normal to be 27 and have $200 mm-hmm. and move to, and decide, fuck it, I'm going to New York. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. This is the only city that I can live in, though. I visited New York once when I was a teenager, um, and then I came back a couple times to see one of my friends who lives here, And and I, and I just felt this sort of, like, draw here. Like, I didn't exactly know what I wanted to do, but I knew I had to be here. And I don't know why I kind of, like, spun my wheels so long in this corporate environment that I just society yeah Yeah. because I felt like I was like you know everyone else is doing it like this is what I have to do this what this makes sense this is a secure job blah blah blah. you get the benefits you get all that and one day I quite literally just like I just looked around me and I and I just went fuck out loud (laughs) in this quiet office wow and I pulled up my email and quit my job and then I pulled up another email and sent it to my mom and I was like I'm gonna come home for a bit and then I'm moving to New York she was like great do it so wow, I, you got a
3: great wow. Yeah, so I, I sold all my, my shit response. and I
2: like went home for a few months and then just kind of did the same thing where I was like, okay, I'm still spinning my wheels. Like I'm ne- no, I feel like you're never ready to come to New York unless you, if you don't have those parents who are giving you the sixteen hundred dollar a month budget. You're mm-hmm. uh, there's was no say, like
1: I was very ready, but that's. Well, I mean, ready, it was a different like, time in my life. Yeah, yeah. I was married, and then my my ex wife, uh, her family lives on Long Island, so it was like we had some yeah uh, some support, some connection, so that you know we could stay with them when we were going to uh, look at apartments. Mm-hmm. Or I had enough friends here that I could stay with while I was house hun- or apartment hunting. Yeah. And, um, like I secured a job in New York oh, before wow. I moved, which is almost impossible. But I had to find. I found a job that was exactly what I was doing in Atlanta, but in New York City,
3: mm-hmm.
1: which is hard. Like, I feel yeah. like that's the only way you can do it because nobody looks at your application if you're not living in New York. And yeah. the advice you give to most people is, like, you just have to move to you New York. You just have to go. Like, you, you just, just got to get there
2: it. first and then figure it out from there. And yeah. I wonder if that's unique to New York. If it's, if it's, like, that's probably, I don't know. I'm sure there are other cities where it's, like, you just, you got to be there.
1: Yeah. Um, As someone who's reviewed... A lot of resumes, I really don't, unless somebody, you have to stand out and be yeah. like, the perfect person be for the world not to be considered here. if you're not here. And in, in tech, I know, like, you know, San Francisco and uh, Silicon Valley will pull people from everywhere because yeah. they just have the money to do and they that. They pay for relocation. Yeah, yeah they exactly. pay for relocation. Yeah.
3: Oh my gosh, you found my old page photo? <laughs> ah, oh my God, That's Karina. amazing.
1: That is so... My, my relaxed hair. Oh, I great. love That's oh my so God. long ago. I love the jacket.
2: I'm just really obsessed with, the a, with a sensible pen. blazer, so I love that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Gives the inside scoop. She called her parents right away. That's great. I did. A great
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. No, actually, like, I... Made all the decisions and then told my parents because I already knew they would have reservations. Mm-hmm. So you don't want someone to psych you out. Yeah. Um, right. Or like you, make gotta you come feel correct. bad. Yeah. So it's like, by the way, quit my corporate job, accepted the offer at NBC. Yeah. Looking at Craigslist apartments on Saturday. It's like you, if you say it after the fact, they can't stop you. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I just did it. Yeah. it like, yeah. I'm 21 or 22, whatever. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, yeah. I definitely
2: booked the flight and then. Told the parents yeah, that like you have to. each like set of parents that I was moving.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I, I've always like since I was a kid felt this draw to New York City. And mm-hmm. like the first time I ever came here, I remember I, I had a journal and I wrote in it, like, that day, my travel journal, uh, that walking out of the taxi cab into midtown Manhattan, uh, I felt like Rose looking at the Titanic for the first time. Oh, my God. That's so (laughs)
2: perfectly, that's perfectly, like, teenage and also early 2000s. Right. That's great.
1: (laughs) But that's how it felt for me. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is it. This is the place. You know, you're watching Total Request Live every day, like, from Times Square, and then all of a sudden you're there, and it's like,
2: whoa and time then, score seems like the coolest place the to coolest be. place <laughs> absolutely oh, yeah. yeah we avoided it at all costs yeah. right
1: right it seems like yeah, Square was go my there. first thing
2: too i yeah well, i came here um when i was 17 i was in high school and i we so i was at um going to the national student council convention in buffalo new york and where show i show off yeah
1: <laughs> i was there too i was there too and we didn't know that until we started yeah. doing this wow. podcast yeah uh
2: yep. just possibly the apex of my like high school nerdiness. But anyway, we did like a, like a three-day New York City trip beforehand. And we got off the plane at night and took the, the tour bus into our Midtown Hotel. And Times Square at night was the first thing I ever saw, basically, in New York. And I was dazzled by it. I <laughs> thought it was the coolest fucking thing I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah. And that was, like, what made me want to move here was, yeah. of all places, and Times it's Square. it's funny
3: how that morphs because now I'm like, yeah. that's a waste of energy. Yeah. That's, all right. There's a lot of flashing lights. <laughs> that's a, that's I a know. A lot of electricity happening yes. here. So I'm like, this is 24-7? Yeah. It's very well,
1: irresponsible. Also, if you've ever been to, well, like, the Viacom building and stuff for oh, the people God, who yeah. work there, in the winter when it gets light and you're – or I mean, it gets dark and you're still at work at 5 mm. o'clock – and then you just have these lights flashing into yeah. your office window. I'm like, how I guess you pull down all the yeah. all the blinds. This is oh, crazy. So to bad. have those flashing lights, like
2: even I mean, here I, in Bryant Park, I feel like we're too close to Times square. Like, yeah, I can feel it <laughs>
1: um,
2: yeah, that was like my first my first like image of New York City, and I literally sat like on a on our we took like a charter bus, the all of us, yeah, and I was like looking out the window, just like this small town girl with big city dreams.
3: Yeah. Do you ever get that feeling randomly? Like yes. It'll, it'll yes. hit me sometimes when I'm walking down the street, especially when the weather's perfect. Oh, and like, like yesterday yeah. when, when it was like around. 70 degrees. Yeah. There is there
2: is nothing like the first spring, like spring weather day in New York mm-hmm. City. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Like that first warm day coming out of long-ass winter, and it just feels so fucking great. Yeah. It's funny how people treat like 55 degrees here. Like oh, shorts, we're flip like, flops. <laughs> where's the outdoor patio restaurant? Like, can we sit outside for fifty? To, you know, it's it is kind of hilarious. Fifty five degrees is the best weather in New York City. It is if it's sunny. If it's sunny, um, yeah, I do. I get those. I get those moments. Um, often when I'm in Manhattan, but like, I mean, I live in Brooklyn. But you know, sometimes when I'm in the city, I just kind of look around. Like, I fucking live here, and I'm fine. You know, like I built a life here. And I feel like that's, that's something that's so special. Um, the other time it hits me is when if I take, like, I work in the village, and if I take an Uber home and we go over the, over the bridge and you kind of look behind you and you see the city at
3: night, it's kind yeah, of incredible. It's
2: beautiful. Yeah. That's, that's when it's really, like, really special. My so.
3: first, that sublet... Um... It was was a crazy situation. I lasted three months. It was tiny, dirty, and you said it was a
2: shared studio. Yes, and she had a
3: dog. But I was desperate. Also, I was too scared to learn the trains, and I had to start work right away. So Mm -hmm. I literally ended up pretty much in Midtown, where no one really lives. Yeah, Yeah. it was a seven minute walk to Thirty Rock. Oh wow! It was like I was right near Grand Central. And I will like, great, good. I don't ever have to be scared that I'll be late for work or anything. Yeah. And then eventually, as weeks and months went on, I learned the trains and whatever, yeah. and then got an actual apartment uptown. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There is a moment when you finally learn, like when you realize, oh, I know the trains now. Yeah. It took me like, I'm not going to lie, it took me like over a year to like really know them. You know, like to where I don't have to pull out an app, I don't have to look at a map, if I can get pretty much anywhere I need to go if you give me like an intersection, in Manhattan, at least. If you talk about Queens, I don't know. But like <laughs> Brooklyn, Manhattan, Why should I'm you? good. Yeah, no, Queens is fucking confusing. I'll never learn that. Like the logic of the way the str- I can't. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that that's like. That was another little kind of milestone-y thing where I was like, oh, I haven't had to use my
3: CityMapper app in quite a while. For me, it was accelerated because you just start dating. First thing I did oh, was OKCupid. Yeah. Okay Cupid. yeah. Date, date people who's, like, <laughs> lived here already, and then oh they, like, God. start showing you around, and you're like, oh, I got this.
2: OKCupid, okay yeah. that's where you find, like, your ambassadors to New York City. Like, that is, that is, that was such a specific, like, moment in my life. Like, 2013, when I moved here, to, like, 2015, I was, like, the mayor of OKCupid. Okay Cupid.
1: Yeah. I was
2: all over that shit. I met so many people. I'm still friends with, with you know, a few of them. But yeah, dating here, like, that—that that is really when you learn. Is Absolutely. when you're, like, kind of randomly
1: dating people. Oh, that was great. Would you say that New York City made you gay? <laughs> uh, no, my first uh, gay
3: experience was, like, in Germany. Like, with oh. my cousin. It was the weirdest. Yeah. It's crazy having to break out of just the... The, the mindset, like how you were raised. Like I didn't know anyone that was gay. No one in my family is gay. Uh-huh. Um, I was just husband searching because that's what I was told. What you're supposed to do, sure. yeah. Especially in college. You oh know? yeah, like everyone else is. That's
1: what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah. So I'm just like trying, to, and I was like, Why don't I really like these guys? But then, I was then, more resigned to just dying alone. Yeah. I wasn't husband. <laughs> I was like, Well, husband's not right for me, so I guess I'm gonna die alone. <laughs> Absolutely. Those are the only two options. <laughs> then you watch all the
3: movies and all the shows, and you're like, Oh, this is where people reinvent themselves, and like, Oh, there's like a whole gay neighborhood, and yeah online yeah. dating definitely helped and you could just yeah go on dates and like and it was fine yeah so so if i stayed in connecticut or like anywhere other than a major city i don't know if i would be like out and proud right now yeah, yeah. it just wasn't I wouldn't be. like you know it just wasn't a, a thing yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know that's why i, I had imposter syndrome for so long because i was just like am i gay or like do the men just suck
1: (laughs) or it's hard to know. Right. Both (laughs) things can be true.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. It's just the, the
1: heteronormative way
3: of upbringing and you just don't even know there's another option. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but then like you get really excited when like truth or dare and you get dared to like kiss the girl or, and I'm like, why am I the only
1: one excited? It was just weird. Yeah.
3: It's very weird.
1: Yeah. Uh, That was like me at bars. I'm like, Oh, does anybody want to see me kiss this woman? Yeah. No. (laughs) I heard guys
3: liked it. watch this. Yeah. I will volunteer. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. It is like that, that break from heteronormativity from, you know, growing up in a suburban environment or basically any environment that isn't a major city is, was crucial, I think. And like, I, There's absolutely no way that I would be in a position to be, like, I wouldn't have the confidence I have, I wouldn't have the aesthetic that I've grown into had I not come here. Like, there's just no way. Well,
4: in
1: terms of big cities, too, I feel like New York is different. Uh, I mean, I used to live in Boston, and I was out when I lived in Boston, but not at the places where I worked and interned. Mm -hmm. Because there is this, like, weird conservatism in Boston where it's like, you kind of don't no, I mean, I I don't know. Like everybody thinks like Massachusetts is like so liberal, but then they also had Mitt Romney as governor. Right. You know, like yeah. you don't know if you're working for this like conservative old money yeah. society people. So I wouldn't tell the people I I don't know. I mm-hmm. was just like closeted uh in those kind of situations. And then when I lived in Atlanta, I'm like, well, I'm in the South, but Atlanta felt uh way more queer than Boston did to me mm-hmm. um, just because it's kind of like everybody in the South who is queer I was like, well, I guess I have to go to Atlanta. Yeah. That's like yeah. the the safest place to be. And then, uh, but still like you kind of don't know. And then New York is the first place I lived where I'm like, I can be queer anywhere, anywhere yeah. here. Like I don't, you know, you can walk into to any job and nobody's going to look at you twice if you're, I mean, maybe I'm, being too optimistic, but but I feel yeah, like no, like for the most part, I haven't had any experiences where people are like, "Oh, you're the first lesbian I've met," yeah. <laughs> you know, like whereas you're you're
2: everyone's first lesbian they've met back home.
1: It yeah. can also be a
3: mixture of both because sometimes when I I baby gay me would think, "Oh my god, people are staring at me," or like this is not okay here. But it's yeah. also in your head when you're baby mm-hmm. gay because yeah. then you. When you live it for long enough, you're just like, oh, literally, no one cares. No, yeah. Yeah. just in my head. Because yeah. Mi- yeah, maybe one random person cares, but yeah. like that's as far and few between, I find. And the Boston thing definitely, the job, the corporate job I had was out there. Yeah, and um, I didn't even get a chance to really explore my sexuality there because I was trying to navigate being the only black one. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, this is just that's the Irish other thing with finance yes. bros. Yeah around Fenway bars and I'm just like okay how come this this th-
2: weekend is their big weekend Absolutely yeah. oh god This I think- is St. Patrick's Day if you guys can't tell but-
3: Yeah <laughs> yeah so like it was just like so many like identity politics like at play I'm like mm. we're, you're, we're corporate even like the round robin interviews to get that job I saw a bunch of other black women and I was like oh only one of us is gonna get it
1: Oh my because that's right? just how it
3: is I'm used to Connecticut tokenism Yeah, and mm-hmm. then when all of us got it I was like what but then if, I'm sure if you looked at like the breakdown it's still like .08% yeah. like yeah. brown people I was like oh they had a diversity initiative this year and yeah. that's, that's what, what happened so yeah so I didn't even I didn't even Touch on sexuality. I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm for black people in this mm-hmm. neighborhood. The racial right stuff now. in
1: Boston is crazy. Um, like, yeah, for a while, my friend and I are like, but seriously, where are the black people? Like, no, where I, are
2: they? I've only been, well, I've been to Boston once and it was literally for 24 hours, but I do recall it being white, Everyone <laughs> with, with several H's, <laughs> <laughs> white, white, yeah, like, and everyone was wearing a Tom Brady they jersey. The H. Yeah, they, <laughs> they do. <laughs> they they do. literally white. Quite. Quite. Yeah. Yeah. It's
3: very uncomfortable. And then I f- it's, I'm like, is, did it still practice segregation here? Like, yeah. you, you it, have the it black people like in like the more unsavory neighborhoods. And yeah. it's like, wow, this is just ridiculous. This yeah. is so backwards here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't like it. I, New York is so much better. And, yeah. and then,
1: I mean, if you go to college there, uh, you know, there are obviously like black students in the student population, but mm-hmm. they're all from Africa. Yeah. Like, yeah. almost all of them. There, there was one guy I was friends with from Compton. Uh, everyone else was an immigrant from yeah. from Africa. And I'm like, this is interesting. This is an and interesting. And all the other
2: elite colleges were full of uh, daytime actresses' kids. Oh.
3: <laughs> oh no. Oh, my God. I can't even with that one. I
2: was living for it. I wanted that story shot into my veins. Yeah. <laughs> I love a scam. And I love that takedown from a scam. And I love public embarrassment. Those are, and I love it you just, know daytime it, actresses. It who is all of a, sudden. a Russian
1: doll of embarrassment <laughs> yeah. for Lori Loughlin right now. Let I me tell you,
2: and she deserves it. all. I know. Well, she, and she lost her Hallmark, uh, you know, like her deal basically. With the, I don't know if she had like a deal deal, but she was in all their movies and not anymore. Really? Yeah. She, Hallmark oh, has I cut ties with her, and I think I, I mean I don't watch Hallmark. I didn't movies, know they had standards. <laughs> yeah, apparently, she was like their queen, and not yeah. anymore. Um. Yeah. Oh man, that was just that was awful. Crazy.
3: But it like also makes total sense. Of course. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about this happening behind the scenes. But like now that it's exposed, I'm like, well, duh.
1: Yeah, I kind yeah. of thought like, well, well listen, we know. Don't they all do that? But then we knew at the above the surface of like legacy and right. giving money, and then your kids get in for because that's for kind that. of what
2: they do. But literally, like, like give changing test then, scores, though, yeah. and yeah.
1: photoshopping faces. Yeah, the that pho- one was crazy. Yeah, like, the photoshopping who, the faces. Who came up with and that one? And spending, like, <laughs>
2: Lori Laughlin spent $500,000 to get her girls into a college that isn't even, I mean, it's, USC is a good school. It's a good school. But it's not like, it's not like Ivy League, right? Like, it's a state no, school. No, 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 no. It's, I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious, and then that one family that spent like five million dollars to get their kid into fucking Yale or whatever it was—it's
3: just wild to me. And like, especially college is honestly not that big of a deal. So it's not. All of my friends, I, I, maybe it's just a creative like New York City thing, mm-hmm, but like yeah. none of us use our degrees anymore. No. I mean, I guess I market myself with marketing, but like, yeah, once you have your headshot, yeah, you're done. Yeah, <laughs> I've done, my, done marketing. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Ta-da.
2: laughs> Yeah, it's it's just, and I don't know, and obviously it's like a parents putting the pressure on, like there's a an intense pressure cooker amongst those people, I, I suppose, to send your, oh, why else would they be doing this if it wasn't for like clout amongst the other rich people to send your kids to these schools? But these kids don't even fucking, Lori Loughlin's daughter literally was on camera being like, I don't care about school, I'm just here to party. Yeah. yeah. Which is like a normal sentiment for an 18-year-old girl, you know, but it was just, oh my God, I love that but so much.
3: cashing in on those deals about like, Dorm room decor and stuff. Yeah, like, and she, she lost those too. Yeah. Like you guys all oh just God. y'all
2: did this wrong.
3: But the said, thing is, I, these people are so rich that losing their endorsements it doesn't even matter, right? It's more no. the embarrassment that would yeah, like yeah. the Jesse Smollett thing and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, the embarrassment is what never goes away. Yeah, like, I never forget people's indiscretions. Like, yeah. even like someone says Chris Brown, I just think he beat up Rihanna. Like, exactly. so yeah. it, just, it sucks. Which like,
2: is what sh- that should be his scarlet letter forever. Yeah, and you know. Um, but anyway, that was just like, and it also, you know, then you kind of think about like, are these colleges that special if people just buy their way in? You know what I mean? Like to me, it's just kind of like, all right, I don't know. It would suck to be at Yale and to have earned your way in and look around and go, yeah, everyone pretty much paid to be here. But the the people who didn't
3: get in don't know that. Right. Right. It it remains exclusive. Of
2: course. Yeah. And that's all by design. And it's just, I don't know. It's, it's it sucks. It sucks. It really sucked a lot. And it was really, really sad. Um, I just love like the messy part of it. I was allowing myself to enjoy.
1: So speaking of, I guess that like class divide in, in New York, uh, it feels, you know, everybody is just kind of mashed together Mm -hmm. for the most part. So you could be somewhere and then you're like in the same room as a billionaire and then also somebody who's like on food stamps and that's a normal, like very New York thing that these Absolutely. people are brought together but I do feel like there is this like layer of wealth in New York City that you don't really know like that gossip girl I, I never watched gossip girl but mm-hmm. I'm just assuming that gossip girl level of like wealth that you don't get exposed to that's like operating uh, oh at a higher level than at a no higher ever, level yeah yeah and then you're just like not aware of it but then every once in a while you're like what Like, Like, oh, people are rich. So I have
3: seen some of this firsthand as the help I was catering, (laughs) but like for fancy events. Yeah. Um, Like in people's homes or? Yes. So you see these like inconspicuous brownstones. Yeah. Um, You go in. It's like, no, this is six floors. There's an infinity pool. There's, yeah, Lazy Boy home theaters. There's a backyard. There's an elevator. There's two elevators. I've seen the the what wi- the most wild things yeah. um original artwork that's cost millions like in the foyer um I would do this was a few years ago but it still remains true yeah. um parties in the hamptons full estates yep. oh yeah we would like drive out in our in our vans and have our summer white dresses and in white keds and just it was just literally like star studded birthday parties and I'm just like, wow. And the thing is there was this one birthday party in particular. Um, the guy himself wasn't famous, but it was like oil money. Oh yeah. So then the, his guests were all like people on his level, like literally Carly Claus, Taylor Swift, um, Heidi Klum was there. Like I, Chris Rock was there and wow. it was, I was like, wow. Like, so me, I, just like the shifty eyes between me and like my other coworker is just like, Holding a tray, mm-hmm. like wow, wow, this is crazy.
2: I kind of, I, <laughs> I, I get. I'm exposed to a little bit of that with my job too. Like I've, the entire time I've been here, the way I pay my bills is I work in restaurants, and I've sort of worked. I guess you can call it up as far as like the level of restaurants that I work in, and now I work in a fancy one, and you get, you, you realize like that. I don't know. That was sort of my exposure for the first time to like wealth and to like, oh, this is how rich people live. Like they don't care about how much things cost. You know what I mean? Like that whole like not giving a shit about the bill and just like throwing down a credit card for a whole table was like a a completely new concept to me when I first moved here. I was like, why isn't anyone fussing over how much this costs? Like, oh, this is really expensive, all this stuff. But it's like, no, not for a certain class of people. You're like, this is who orders off the wine list. Exactly. Yeah, no, the wine That's list, not like, totally. Like, the a G- nine wine G- is G- like a $900 yeah, bottle of wine is like... $9. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And like these people are just throwing down... Insane amounts of money, and it pays my bills now. But it's like it's it's still kind of weird, you know. You you feel what an American, you know, like an Amex Black Card feels like,
3: absolutely. But when I go down this rabbit hole, I like I take a step back and I realize it's all relative Mm -hmm. because people might be looking at us and our $100 and be like, wow, you have $100? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're saying about the people who have $100 million. Yeah. So like for us to buy shoes that we don't need is a splurge that, you know.
2: I still like, I'm incredibly privileged in in relative terms. Um, Oh, yeah. But yeah, it is kind of like to be, I feel like I've sort of infiltrated the rich people somehow through working in that industry where it's like you get to, you kind of see how these people live and.
1: Well, cause I feel like in other cities you can only be so rich, like, growing up in Buffalo, mm-hmm. there you know, there were the neighborhoods that you knew about of, like, the the McMansions and everything yeah. and you're like, oh, these people have money but it's like... They give
2: away full-size
1: candy bars on Halloween. Yes, yeah. I knew that street in my town <laughs> Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah, you're cashing
2: so in awesome. on October 31st.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then you, like, if you look up the value of these houses on Trulia, it's yeah. like, well, that would give you a one-bedroom on the Upper West Side yeah, of New York. Yeah, totally. So, like, the level of money and uh, another thing too and we we've mentioned this about the west village like a lot of celebrities live there and stuff it's interesting to me and i'm sure there's a lot of information out there about like how this came to be but the west village it's like the epicenter of gay new york mm-hmm. right but it's also not affordable for like 99% of the people here to live in right yeah where, it's, it's you know
2: the you, rich people live there but like the queer people made it the cool you know. yeah it's like
1: mostly stretch or er, stretch <laughs> straight white witch straight white what? witches stritch. Yeah, <laughs> yes straight white witches <laughs> have taken over the west village <laughs> call the new york times uh yeah and then you know i like i would love to live in the west village like yeah. for it being this like place created by queer culture, but I can't. Like, that's not accessible um, unless you're willing to have... I did look at an apartment there when I first moved here because I was like, how cool would it be to live in the West Village? And it was like a six-floor walk-up that uh, was just like very narrow. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, did someone turn a hallway into an apartment? (laughs) Yes, they did. Like, (laughs) what? uh, I don't know.
2: Essentially what they're doing in Brooklyn with all the like new renovated apartments is living rooms don't have windows anymore because they are just turning half the living room into another bedroom, so it's all like you go in and it's just kind of like it's kind of suffocating in the main area, and then there's a like a it's like bookended with bedrooms. That's kind of what my Brooklyn there is a, has a been. micro
3: apartment trend. Yeah, I, I just. You know when you go on YouTube and you end up on there for way too long. Yeah, yeah. Like I start because I was like, oh, I want to redo this living room, and I'm like, what? And then you start going the like, rabbit, yeah, you like fall
2: into the hole. Absolutely,
3: yeah. yeah. So there is a micro apartment trend that I think is supposed to be brought to many cities where they're like, oh, we'll live like some places. I think Japan and some other mm-hmm. places where it's like you can still be in the city you want to be in. It might be slightly cheaper, but you're gonna live in a shoebox. Yeah, yeah. I can't do that.
1: You know, I think I could do it except for kitchens I need I need a surface to cook yeah. on and that's what I've does grown it for to me appreciate a spacious really kitchen hard. more yeah.
2: like the longer I live here I like live for a kitchen that you can move around in yeah and I can't do that
1: that's important. One. It's yeah. so hard since most of
3: New York is like full of transplants and a lot of us come from the burbs where there's yeah. like actual houses and space. Yeah. And to, it's just funny what it has become normal to us now. It's like, oh, it's normal to like see a rat on the subway. It's yeah. normal. Yeah. To be in a fifth floor walk up, it's normal to not have any storage space. To see human poop
1: that's not yours. Yeah, yeah, it's
3: like it's the same thing to like not have a dishwasher. I grew up with a dishwasher my whole life, and my uptown apartment does not have one. And so it's like you sacrifice these luxuries that you're used to, but you're like, but it's New York, so like it's like. a rabbit, like, chasing the carrot. Like, this is the end goal Yeah. Um. of, like, let me get an amazing doorman building with an oh, elevator yeah. and stainless steel everything and a, a kitchen island and things. But, like, it's just not regular yeah. <laughs> when, when you move here. Yeah.
2: You've you made it have if that. you have, like, in-unit laundry. Oh, absolutely. You're, like, you are a celebrity at that point. Yes,
1: like. pretty much. <laughs> so an- another thing with apartments in New York City, and Faven, we were talking about this before we started recording, is uh, you can live in New York and be dating someone else who lives in New York and technically it would be a long distance relationship anywhere else in the country. Like the distance between Buffalo and Rochester Mm -hmm. is like how long it takes, like, you know, people who live in Buffalo be like, I would never date somebody in Rochester. It takes an hour to drive there. Right people but you're here, like, the well that's ride.
3: why I won't, yeah,
1: yeah, so no. I would
2: never date' someone who lives in like Astoria because I live in Bushwick, and I would have to take like three
3: trains to get to them, and it's not happening,
1: yeah,
3: at least, okay, so I'm technically long distance because Harlem and Crown Heights. Oh. You are <laughs> yes. long distance. Yeah. Wow. But the good, yeah, the good news is we're both on the sea. So we're both like on the west. Oh, okay. So and then she yeah. works in Tribeca. So that's on the sea still. Perfect. Okay. You know, still, bottom Manhattan. One
2: train line makes a big yeah, difference. Yeah, it's helpful. It's the transfer situation I oh, can't Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If it was yeah. like
3: east and west then that adds another Ugh. 40 minutes.
2: I just got like, <laughs> I just got like the chills. I can't. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, and then with my flexible schedule like I can like meet her for lunch down there Oh, and cool. like I can like oh I don't have anything on Wednesday so I can stay over Tuesday night and like so it works out now but we're going on a year we're kind of tired of it like mm-hmm. especially me since I'm the flexible one therefore I'm the one packing my bag all the time yeah yeah um so we're looking to move probably this spring great and she has a rent control one bedroom <gasps> oh yeah wow yeah. so I'm like yeah we're gonna do that yeah <laughs> just like just to like even adult properly like I I took um a managing cash flow class at the actors fund which is a free class six-week class and like it, I would listen to podcasts about money and mm-hmm. um, watch a bunch of videos about it and see how people budget especially as an actor but like no one people focus on freelancers but not really the arts mm-hmm. like that kind of freelancer like I'm like okay I know a lot of graphic designers who mm-hmm. are freelancer or permalance but they, they make steady money still but I'm like not, not when you're like on the audition circuit auditions yeah. don't pay so I was looking like where can I go so I'm happy I found this class and like they're pretty much taught you like how to manage your money and to budget even throughout the dry spells mm-hmm. like how to have your emergency fund set up and how to you know your projected expenses even the um periodic ones and set it up so if you do have a really sucky month and a half you're not stressed or struggling mm-hmm. yeah so when i talked to my girlfriend about like oh like we're going on a year it d- makes sense for us to like maybe look we're like anti u-haul which is i mean very uncommon. We've, we've to been fight together almost a year. and yes. to fight her, live together. We're a year. Like, I'm impressed. Hitting, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like just as far as like I, I financial goals and stuff, I'm like, it makes so much sense. I'm already here anyway. Um, we would save so much money, both of us. She has student loans. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but she could pay them off much faster. Yeah. It yeah. Makes sense. yeah. And just like we can like... That's great. Actually dream about that yeah. dishwasher and <laughs> like it, in, could, be, it could be a reality for the next.
1: Yeah. The, the next milestone. It yeah. You
3: goals. You That's know. great. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not above washing my own dishes, but it does seem very inefficient with water. Yeah,
2: it is. It it feels wasteful. Yeah, every it time does. I
1: every time I do it I'm like, I've had this faucet on for like 15 There's minutes now. There's like no now. good way to do it. <laughs> yeah. What I started to do was
3: I like wash I soap up each dish and then rinse all at once. Oh, instead okay. of having it do like a quick rinse yes yeah. so yeah okay. that just makes like, sense I am just like everything is sudsy
1: I should do that because I feel horrible every time that I'm just know. letting just, the faucet run I'm like there are places like where you can't do that in the There's world
2: places yeah. where you literally cannot find enough water to drink and yeah. I'm using it to wash my yeah. like I hate it every yeah. time.
3: my dad's village is like that I went back yeah. uh, I think I was, I was a teenager I was like 15 but I was like oh this is like this is a village mm-hmm. like, Yeah. no running water no electricity like and he grew up there just chilling. I'm like, daddy, you should like talk to us more about this. Like yeah. you're just like chilling in Connecticut as like an, an engineer guy yeah. in corporate. Yeah. Completely never telling us the stories about how you grew up in a village with no shoes. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. So yeah. Just it isn't the instant privilege you get being mm-hmm. second generation is insane. Yeah. Like the yeah. fact that I even have an option to be like. I want to be an actor, not a doctor, lawyer, engineer. Yeah, is like that's what he can't fathom, which is why that African parent stereotype exists. They're just like, are you serious? Yeah, we had to escape like war and all these things, and like you, you want to just like frolic and do what makes your heart happy. Yeah, Yeah. like yeah, (laughs) I do, I do.
2: How do they? How do they feel now? Like as you know, seven years ago to now, like have they? Sort of what's their attitude on New York now?
3: They're just happy that all all three of their children are independent. Yeah. Like, they don't pay our rent. We're too grown to be on their insurance. Like, we never had to, like, go back and be like, hey, can you help me out? This and that. Like, so whatever decision we made, we stuck to it. Like, yeah. I didn't tell them I catered when I catered because then my dad mm-hmm. would be like, see. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, but I'd rather work nine jobs than to have to like tail between my legs, get money from them because it was my choice to quit the corporate job. Yeah. So it's just like, you literally gave money up to come do this and now we have to finance that decision. Yeah. I, I personally don't believe that. Yeah. So, um, they're fine. Especially when they're like getting ready for work in the morning and like see my face on the commercials and things and yeah. I'm just, like... That's so, awesome. Like, I promise I'm not a stripper. Look. like, Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just like, it's like a, a lifted eyebrow that like, because... It's such a pipe dream to most people, even still to myself. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. I just shot like a co star role on the Blacklist two days ago. Like, that's crazy to me. Yes. But like, it's hard for people who aren't. When does in that, that life- come
1: out? Wait. Yeah, co star you- role on Blacklist. I saw yeah. that on
2: Instagram. I did, did. You post that it was for Blacklist, but I did see you on like a yeah, on like a. You're, I think you post like a photo of the trailer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was it's cool. just
1: it was just
3: one scene. But it was a crazy scene. Um, I think it's it was episode nineteen, so it should be coming out in like a, in like a couple weeks.
1: Great. I hear it's a big difference when you have a role like that versus if you like did extra work before. It's like all of a sudden you get like way more attention and like a trailer. Oh yeah, and, oh, yeah, and, like. I- yeah. The works if you have like oh man even extras, just like one speaking well, line, but then extras, it's like You're like extras is just a lot of weight. I did
3: I did a lot of background, because, again yeah. I didn't know anything. I didn't have agents when I came here. Um and it's very different. It's like it's like they herd cattle when you're in mm-hmm. background, especially for those large scenes. So yeah. Just like yelling, like, quiet down and background. Oh, yeah. 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 Done some then PA they, work like, and it's usher like, you if yeah. you're principal. Ta- if you're on the call sheet, they usher... I'm like, wow, this is crazy. You're on the call yeah. sheet. Ooh. But I... Being an NBC page <laughs> is a lot like being a PA. So yeah. So you've had to do, like, a lot of these jobs, and you understand the different roles behind the scenes. Sure. Um, and you, you do understand how hard it is to be a background PA because like the director's just like, oh, this space over here is empty. Let's get a couple of bodies there. So you literally have to literally shepherd these mm-hmm. people around. Um, and it's just so many moving parts. Yeah. Um, so you're the, you're just the bottom of the totem pole, but like not in a mean way. There's just right. so many other things they have to do with like lighting and time. Like yeah. It's, it's PA so work is money. interesting like that where you're like, yeah. oh,
2: this is like, like all this, like all this stuff you see on TV about like, if, if like a show takes place on a show, And you see all the kind of glitz and glamour Mm of filming. It's like, no, it's like 90% of it's just, first of all, standing around and waiting through things. Like when I was a PA, one of my jobs would be to literally like guard the door (laughs) and I just stood outside of a studio in the summer for like eight hours. Yeah. (laughs) Like like that was what I did. And people would bring me bottled water. Like that was it. Or I would like bring bottles of, all you're doing is just bringing bottles of water to people. Oh yeah. All day long. Absolutely and the and the extras and background actors are literally just sitting in a room for like 12 hours 12 hours with periodic bursts of like okay we need you now okay mm-hmm. now go back and wait yeah. yeah we need you now okay go back and wait like that's it's just that's all it is but it's it's interesting though to see how that works and just to be kind of that like it's it's nice to be that bottom level person because you're not super responsible for anything but you're also not no one, like, nobody knows your name. But it's just like, I, uh, you, and they, you know, they're trying to know your name, but they don't. And yeah. that's fine. I kind of liked it.
1: We need to wrap up our oh. topic and get to our question. Yeah. But one thing I do want to say, like, a lot of listeners who don't live in New York and you're like, rats, poop, crazy <laughs> rent, no dishwasher. It's all why? true. Why? Yeah. Why? Like, and sometimes I ask myself, like, why, why do we do this to ourselves? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it. It's draining living in this city, but also this really is, I think, the city where dreams come true. I agree. And just everything awesome that's happened in my life has happened because I lived in New York City. Facts. And it gives you mm-hmm. Yeah, if you if you work hard and you can do the grind and uh you're paying like crazy amounts of money in rent, but then you're like you can't do this if you live in Buffalo. You can't yeah. do this if you live in, in other cities to this scale. And even just like as a stand-up comedian, anytime I do stand-up in other cities, people are like, oh, you're in New York. Oh my God, you must get on stage like 10 times a night, you know, mm-hmm. because you can if you want to. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's like the only limit is kind of what you put on yourself here. Yeah. But because there are like such these extreme places you know that there's
2: some yeah there's the extreme of everything so like yeah you know and I've
1: and and on both ends on both so ends. you can also have extreme misery you, here exactly uh. <laughs> or if
2: you uh like to do certain things there's a lot of it here and you got to be careful yeah. like if uh partying is your thing if booze and drugs are your thing that shit is everywhere all the time so yeah that's another thing that I've that's that's one thing that I've seen kind of You know, in the turnstile of people that I've seen come and go from this city, that's usually part of it.
1: But anyway, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So I guess we're all glad we live here, right? Yes. (laughs) And our dreams are coming true. And Karina's laughing. She's like, wow, uh, dream bigger, Carolyn. Yeah. That's not what I'm thinking. All right. Our listener question today. There is a girl at work that I think is super cute and I'm definitely crushing on her. We've been working in the same office a little over a year, but just recently started noticing each other. Every time I see her, there's been some deep glancing into each other's eyes deep and a lot glancing. of smiling and some exchange in words. I know she's gay because it's very evident in her style and her mannerisms. She's just like filing her nails down yeah. <laughs> every chance she gets. No. Um But I still don't want to assume anything. My issue is this. Although she is not officially my boss, she is in a higher level position than me, and I'm her subordinate. In the past, I've tried not to get involved (laughs) with anyone at work because most of the times things don't end well. Plus, the office that I work at is a small private company, so it's hard to keep things on the DL. Although there isn't a company policy against dating coworkers, I'm still hesitant about it. I think maybe I submitted this listener question when I started dating Cecilia. Uh, This is very, very familiar. Yeah. I can't answer this question because I dated somebody who I was technically a subordinate of and then got married uh, and normally would advise completely against this, but (laughs) it really worked out well for me. So I have nothing to say. Anyway, okay. (laughs) It goes on. Regardless, I feel that her and I definitely have some kind of chemistry and that she might be interested because I've noticed she gets a little nervous when I come over to her desk. Uh, She does seem a little shy and reserved, so it's hard to get her out of her shell. I really want to ask her out and get to know her, so here's my plan. I've recently been interviewing for other jobs at different companies, and it looks like I'll be leaving my current company soon. So my plan was to write her a thank you note on my last day, and the thank you letter would include my phone number in it, and end with asking if she would like to grab a cup of coffee or dinner sometime. Do you think it's a solid plan? Uh, and, and let's see. Should I take a more straightforward approach and ask her out face-to-face? Should I stick with my plan? What do you think? I think it's a good plan. Okay, that's it for me. You guys go. Um,
2: I mean, I, I always say shoot your shot. Like, that's kind of how I live. Like, just do it.
3: Yeah, you know? this, the subordinate thing bothers me, though. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if she's already on her way out, like, that's great. Then that's fine. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. If, if, you're if staying that's for there, sure happening,
2: then right. I think it's fine. Yeah. But if you're staying there, it's
3: kind of like if there's a power imbalance. Yeah. That's probably not good. Because there's already a lot of lesbian drama in general, especially yeah. in your personal mm-hmm. life. And the circles are so small and stuff. So, like, imagine having that in your workspace and then, yeah. like, leaving yeah. work and still having drums. like. No, like
2: yeah, work and sh- is- and going and showing up to work every day and being like, Ugh, like if if that's weighing on you, yeah. yeah, that's a lot.
3: Like, what if the hookup was weird, and what mm-hmm. if like I don't know, like there's just so many things, and then the boss thing just is messy. So yes, if she really is on her way out, yes, go for it. But t- I wouldn't even know it. I would just be like, hey, do you want to grab drinks? Like, yeah, I'm so cel- like celebrate me leaving my new job and just like be more. I'd be hundred percent candid because you have nothing to lose now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think it all hinges on if you are leaving. It sounds like you you probably are. Yeah. But um, yeah. Like just you know, do a drinks thing. That's that's common when people leave a job anyway, as everyone goes out together. Yeah. And then use that as sort of the opportunity to just kind of just ask her out. I'd be yeah. so bold,
3: especially if I'm just like I don't have to see her oh, in the yeah. office anymore. Yeah. So the rejection doesn't have to haunt me. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, like I would. Literally, worst
2: case scenario, it, she says no, and
1: f- you fucking move on with life. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Yeah,
3: just like out of sight, out of mind. Literally.
1: Yeah, She's yeah. Jobs. So. Yeah. which is just great. Go for it. I will say, if you are staying there, I said I was going to shut up. I lied. Uh, <laughs> if, if you are staying there, because there were issues. So, uh, I guess shortly after uh, Cecilia and I started hooking up, I actually was promoted, but I was. Like in the running for this promotion anyway, and she Mm -hmm. had no bearing on that. So there wasn't anything like weird uh, going on there. Mm -hmm. But it did create just a lot of drama at work because we were secretive about seeing each other. And then when people kind of caught on to it, they felt like we'd been like scheming or something. And it just created like a lot of unnecessary gossip. Um, Then we also like, the things that we argued about as a couple were always work-related. And I'm like, I hate this. Why are yeah. we arguing about work stuff? And finally, I was like, you know, I did love working with her because I'm so busy outside of work that it was great to spend my 9 to 5 seeing her face every day and, like, being able to take lunch with her every day and, and things like that. That was really nice. Um, but at some point, I'm like, I don't think we can work in yeah. this, at least in this job, Together, like maybe the same company, different departments, but we are literally on the same team working on projects together. And uh, eventually I just left that job. Yeah, a,
2: it's I, I just I mean, I've I've dated someone that I worked with before, but that's in the restaurant world, which is a lot different. Um yeah. kind of. It didn't work out ultimately, but like it's
1: <sighs> But you kind of got caught up in her drama. Totally.
2: I did. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it, it's inescapable. When you work together, you will somehow be become like the, you. it's like, it's impossible to separate your work life and your romantic life completely if you're dating someone that you work with. So if you do stay in the company, I, I don't know. I would try it a little bit more lightly there. It's some, Maybe it's just kind of fun to have like an office crush and that can be the, and that can be that. But yeah. Yeah, if you're leaving the company, ask her out. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess be
1: bold about it. Be don't, bold. Don't be, be a pussy label. Like it's that so
3: yeah. sexy. Note. Like it if is, somebody's it actually is. bold. Oh yeah. Like that. That would just get an automatic yes, just because like you, you know, absolutely. A stone. Like go do it. It's yeah.
2: so yeah. Cool, That's cool to so do awesome. that, and it feels good too. Even, even if even if there's like even if it doesn't work out, it'll still feel good. I promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: especially I guess if she's somebody who seems more like reserved or in her shell, she mm-hmm. probably really wants somebody to yeah, be bold with her. Yeah, she's not going to make that move. Yeah. Go Great. for it. Cool. So, Faven, where can people find you online, follow you on social media?
3: Yes. Faven Feshazian. Mouthful for a last name. Um, <laughs> but if you type in Faven, F-A-I-V-E-N, like, all my stuff comes up. Great. I think I'm the only, like, actor Faven. I know other Favens. Faven.com. Really? Favon, yeah, Faven.com. Yep. But they're Ethiopians and Eritrean like me, Um. so same name. But Faven, SEO search, awesome. Great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I lucked out. Faven.com, <laughs> Faven. <laughs> housing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Those are the only mediums I could really use. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Stay and, off Twitter. Twitter's a nightmare. I live in it. Do you, do, yeah. do you use Twitter I at all?
3: I deleted it because I was just like... I don't know enough people. I don't know who would care oh, about what I have to say. So I'm
2: far too in. I, yeah,
3: I use it as an as a news medium. But yeah, yeah that's um, that's
2: kind of the best
1: part. That's how I get all my news breaking anyway. news. Yeah. yeah, and then watch out for Faven on Blacklist. Yes, if you watch yeah. it, even if you don't, I don't watch Blacklist, but I will tune in for for that. Yeah, it It's episode exciting. nineteen,
3: you said At, yes, season okay. six, episode nineteen. Okay, cool. Um, Hopefully they don't cut my
1: scene. I'm talking all about it.
3: Yeah. Like, I'll, 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 post. I'll also post it on my Instagram too.
1: Great. And then, that's yeah. always something I never think about until my friends are like. Oh yeah, just because they film it stuff. doesn't mean it's yeah. gonna be in the oh, show. Absolutely. It's just a win that you booked it. Yeah, and then exactly. it's like on your
3: credits credits. Yeah, it's like yeah. thanks for the money. Yeah,
1: I hope I'm in it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's great.
1: And you can follow us at Diking Out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and remember to uh, tweet at Rosie O'Donnell on our behalf, please. So maybe we have it locked in by this point. Uh, because I am obsessed and it's gonna happen. You can follow me on social media at TGI Carolyn. You can follow me at the Sarah York on Twitter and Instagram. Send us your questions, diking out at gmail.com about, you know, anything you want to know about Sarah's love life. Anything, I'll tell you anything. Uh, any help or advice that you need. (laughs) We have got you. Covered. If you have uh, some spare dollars and you want to get some diking out swag, go to patreon.com slash diking out. Thank you so much for listening this week. Dike out with us next week. Bye. Bye.
4: Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, the podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. I bring you two episodes a week. Every Monday, I cover something from a wide variety of topics, covering everything from feminist faves throughout history like Audre Lorde, listener coming out stories, and other hot button topics like toxic masculinity and the Me Too movement as well as plenty feminist history, the good and the controversial. And then every Friday, I bring you a mini What's in the News episode to keep you up to date with everything that's going on today in the world. And with over 580 episodes available to you right now, there's plenty of good stuff to listen to. You can listen to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rage on. Bye.